What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes, welcome, guys. And we appreciate you guys for riding with us all the time. Hello, beautiful people. Now, let's get the podcast cracking. Now, um, what I want to talk about today is how long do you ride? <laughs> Go ahead. What? Nothing. What? What, what am I talking about? Come on, tell me. Nothing. Go ahead, Rashad. Nah, how long do you ride? <laughs> you say that and you look at me crazy. You Go ahead. Kinky ass. I was talking about, uh, last week I was in Austin, Texas. They have a, um, if you know anything about Austin, Texas, it's big for music. They have like a, a, a huge music convention where people come down, they perform, the labels come, and it's a huge thing. But the week before the music convention is a tech convention where, you know, all these tech companies, these startup companies go and they try to pitch and get money from uh, investors and things like that. So I had to DJ down there last week for Tech Week. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was DJing, the driver that I had uh, picked me up from the airport and I was talking to you on the phone. And as we were talking, we were talking about something with one of our kids. I don't even remember what it was. But when I got off the phone with you, he asked me, he says, hey, you know, how many kids do you have? And I said, five. He says, oh, I have two. And I told him, I was like, yeah, my daughters are angels. My my sons are knuckleheads. I said something like that. <laughs> something to that extent. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, my daughter is is the is the devil in my family. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. I said, why? Yeah, I said, was, was it boys? Or, he was like, yeah, you know, she was, he was like, she was pretty bad. I said, oh, what's it was? She smoked a little, did some drugs with some boys. She was wrapped up in boys. He was like, yeah. I said, okay. I said, well, how's she doing now? He was like, she's in jail. Mm. I said, oh. Mm-hmm. So my inquisitive mind was like, well, what's she in jail for? Uh-huh. He was like, drugs. And See, your that, inquisitive mind asked what next? Because he's he's going to keep asking, you know? Like, he, if he didn't say anything, I would have just let it go. But now I got to keep asking. So I'm like, was it smoking? Was it selling? Was it transporting? Mm-hmm. Was it coke? Was it crack? <laughs> was it crack? <laughs> was it crack? Uh-huh. Uh, and he was like, um, he was like, I, I really don't know. I said, hmm. So now he shouldn't have told me a little bit. Like, now I want to know. I'm like, well, I'm like, well, how long is she there for? Is she there? He was like, well, I don't I don't really speak to her. You're nosy. Oh, yeah, he's the one that brought it up. You shouldn't ask about my kids. Um, <laughs> so he was like, um, I don't really know. And he was like, I, don't, I really don't speak to her. I was like, oh, why? She doesn't call you? He's like, no, she calls all the time. I just don't answer her call. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, damn. I said, so why not? He was like, because she needs to get right. He was like, she's been fucking up since a uh, teen and she's 38 years old now mm-hmm. and I'm tired. He was like, I'm tired of helping her. I'm tired of saving her ass. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? I was like, okay. He was, I was like, well, but that's, is, I, cause I was like, is that your full daughter? I was like, well, maybe it's his half daughter, his stepdaughter, <laughs> you know, is, you uh-huh. know, just a girl that been in the house that he calls his daughter. Right. He's like, no, this, it's my, he was like, it's my real daughter. He says, but I've been going through everything, her stealing, her you know, getting hooked on drugs and doing it over and over again. And he was like, now I can't help her. She has to help herself. When she goes to rehab, if she goes to rehab, I'll be there. If she doesn't, she's on her own. Mm. Don't call me. I'm not, I don't want to speak to her. I don't want to see her. I'm like, hmm. So I thought about it and I was like, hmm, let me bring this back to gear. Now, let me ask you a question and for everybody out there. Okay. If you had a child <laughs> that was addicted to drugs or on drugs or following the wrong path, how long would you ride? Well, for me, it's easy to give an answer because 
I'm not experiencing okay. what he's experiencing. That's true. So my first answer is you ride until your child is where they need to be in life. You do whatever it takes. You support them. If they're fighting you on rehab, on rehab, you fight them back. You do whatever is within your power to ensure their well-being because drug addiction is just that an addiction addictions take control of you and they make you do things that you wouldn't otherwise do it takes over your mind it takes over your actions Mm -hmm. and it drives you and for someone that's never been addicted to something like that i don't understand what that feels like okay i don't have a grasp on the control that it may have over someone like that so It's easy to make judgments when you don't experience something yourself. Right. But on the other hand, I understand what he's saying. I can imagine what he's probably been through. Mm -hmm. I can imagine that he's probably helped and his hand has gotten smacked. Mm -hmm. I can imagine that maybe he's gotten her into rehab. Maybe she didn't complete her stint. Maybe she did and then backslid. I can imagine maybe... Lawyers that he's had to pay for, jail visits, excuses, lies that he's had to endure. I can imagine that she's probably stolen from him and members of his family to a point where he doesn't want to bring her around. I can understand that maybe she's jeopardized the safety of his home and the people in his home. So you want to keep someone like that around because... When someone, and especially if it's something she got arrested for, Mm -hmm. you don't know if she's dealing, if she's selling, if she just got arrested for using, if it has something to do with trafficking. But now you're in bed with the wrong people. Right. And if the wrong people know where you live, and that's not a difficult thing to find out these days, now you can, that can be to the detriment of the rest of your family. Mm -hmm. So maybe I need to keep you away. So maybe... All of these things, the, the totality of all of these things makes him feel as though he's done everything that he can. Mm-hmm. He's helped as much as he can. He's exhausted every effort. And now she's on her own. Right. Like I've done everything I can. It hasn't worked. You're an adult. You know where you're flawed. Get your stuff together. When you do, come around. Until then, No. That does make sense to me, but I think, and I could be wrong, I think that I would continue to try. I think I would try harder. Mm-hmm. I think I would, I don't know, maybe try to come up with alternatives and other ways of helping or influencing her. So all I can say is that it's very easy to judge people when you haven't walked in their shoes. All right. So what would you do in that situation? You say you would- I believe that I would. I would go the entire distance. Yeah. I can't, I can't see myself ever turning my back on any of my children. Right. And and I thought about it and it would be easier for me to kind of not fuck with my child. If he was like into a gang if he was just out there robbing and stealing with the wrong crowd, it would be easier to turn away because at that point, a lot of those are decisions that they're making on their own. 
Mm-hmm. And they know the difference between right, right and wrong. Correct. And they're choosing wrong anyway. Right. Now, with drug addiction or any type of addiction, a lot of times you just need that hit. You just mm-hmm. want that hit and you desire that hit, whether it's the uh, the pills that he said she was taking or cocaine or crack. But here's the thing. You said need and then you said desire. I really don't think it's about desire. I really think that it's about need. Mm-hmm. When people that are addicted try to stop, their body physically goes through withdrawal. Right. That tells you that the body needs it. Right. Absolutely, positively needs it. Like, I just want to my say, little your, baby needs some attention Your right dog now. is crazy, right? <laughs> she waited until we started doing the podcast to want attention. Exactly. She's been fine the entire time. Fine the entire day, and now she wants a little attention. And if I don't go pick her up, she's going to bark the whole time. Wait, let's just see if she... Okay, never mind. She's I'll not going to chill. I'll go get her. <laughs> Hold on. Got to talk for the people. Baby. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I really do think that People that fall victim to drug addiction, they're, it, I don't think they just mentally need something as though, you know, that hit or, you know, that that needle in their arm is just going to satisfy them. I think that they get so I think that's how it starts. Right. But I think that they get so far gone that it becomes a physical need. You've seen people go through withdrawal. Yeah, I, I definitely have. They have to be hospitalized. Mm-hmm. They're shaking, convulting. They're sick. They're vomiting. They're sweating. It's an ugly sight. Right. Baby, why are you holding my little baby like that? Yeah, because she... You can't hold her throughout the podcast. She's looking at me like, what do you want me to do? Like, what do you want me to do? You little sweet baby. <laughs> what are you going to do, baby? I'm going to hold it for a second. She just wants a little attention. But now that she has your attention, if you put her back, she's going to go bonkers. Are you going to go bonkers? So she can't talk. She's just licking your mic. I know. Pause. <laughs> that, that, she's licking the actual mic. That just sounded she's crazy. the actual mic. That sounded crazy. Are you going to chill out? Okay. She's going to chill out. She's not going to chill out. Well, let's see. All right. I'm trying to be positive. All right. Chill out. All right. Let's see what she does. So, now, I was saying that it's a physical addiction. Go right. ahead. Now, for myself, um, like I said, if it was a drug addiction, I would help. I would stay in there and I would fight and fight and fight and fight. I know it's difficult. Uh, I judged the man at first because at first I was like, well, how can you just leave your daughter? But mm-hmm. then I thought about it and I was like, he probably tried everything is just fed up and maybe he's protecting his family from her. Uh, you know, you guys know I do real estate. And when I do real estate, sometimes we walk into abandoned houses that we buy and we'll see, you know, people in there just, you know, strung out on heroin. Well, they're squatters. So they've noticed that a building has been abandoned mm-hmm. or been foreclosed on and that it's vacant. So they'll break in and they'll set up shop. You'll go, you'll see a mattress on the floor, mm-hmm. underwear, dirty clothes, stale food. Mm-hmm heroin needles all over the place and that's where they're living for the time being yeah and when we walk into these houses like i mean these the houses that we buy sometimes are in bad condition shit all over the place um i mean holes in the wall really deplorable yeah i mean sometimes they got to get electricity from the house next door but, you know, walking into these houses and, you know, we go in the house and be like, hey, you know, I just purchased the house. We got to ask you guys to leave. We're going to fix it up. And talking to the people that's there, 
you can tell that they come from educated backgrounds. Like, it's not like, you know, they were, you know, just homeless and have no education. And, and no, these are people that you can tell probably have a college degree and got strung out maybe in college or maybe strung out in high school. Right. It seems as though those people are victims of choices right. and not necessarily victims of their circumstances. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, hold on, let me call Madison now because your dog is getting crazy. She really is. You know, because, ah, boy. No, she, all of a sudden she just started to wow. Like she, she was cool all morning. I think it's also because we're both laying in bed talking to each other. She wants to be a part She's of the like, subject. you're just going to leave me over here? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know, I know. So, um, I thought you were calling Madison. I actually texted her. Okay. Hold on, guys. This is so rude, but people understand that this is. Well, uh, I'm sure they don't want to hear her barking in the background. Hello? Hey, can you come here and get the dog for a second until we finish the podcast, baby? Okay, wait, you have the dog for an hour? Uh, Yeah. Less than an hour, like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Okay. All right? Okay. All right. <laughs> so she's like, have the dog for an hour. <laughs> All right, but as I was saying, sometimes when I go into these houses and you talk to these people and they're just having great conversations, like, you know, hey, how much was the price of the, of the house? And, you know, what are the comps in the area? Like, they know their stuff, but they're just strung out on drugs. Mm-hmm. And they need their hit. They need their heroin. They need their drugs. They're buying it. I mean, they're robbing and steal for their hit. So now when it comes to it, you know, what do I do if my daughter was strung out? Do I say, you know, you're on your own and figure it out? Or do I continue to help? Do I continue to try? Do I continue to be the only family member that is there? You know, one thing in this world is you should always have family. Good, Mm -hmm. bad, or indifferent, you should have family. And I think absolutely I would be there. Well, I don't think it's good, bad, or indifferent. I do think that there are people that don't deserve anything. Right. Like if you're... A pedophile, a rapist, absolutely. Or a murderer, or like you said... um, Depends. A gang member who who sets out... Mm-hmm. to do bad in this world and to hurt people and make people suffer. Yeah, you know, you. I don't think that you deserve too much, right. to be honest. Right, and, and I agree. But so it made me think about it and be like, damn, what would I do in that situation? And and not only that, what would Gia do in that predicament? Because I, I get it, you know, it's it, it has to be hard. But, you know, when you when do you give up? When do you say enough's enough? Do you ever say enough's enough? Personally, I don't think so. Not in that situation. Like mm-hmm. I said, if... We're talking about a person, a child who who fell victim to something. Right. And of course, you know, when you start taking drugs, that is a choice mm-hmm. to begin with. But it's a choice that many people make, whether it's peer pressure or curiosity mm-hmm. or stress and you need an excuse or whatever the reason, not the excuse, whatever the reason is, it's a choice that many people make. Right. So it may be something that, is in some form or fashion understandable. Mm-hmm. You know, people, some kids start off with cigarettes and then they move on to weed and then maybe they might move on to cocaine because they go to college and then, you know, other kids are using cocaine and they say, okay, let me try it. And, oh, that gave me a crazy high. Okay, I'll try it again. I can manage it. Mm-hmm. Your friends are always doing it and snorting lines and then it kind of becomes your lifestyle. Next thing you know, you become addicted. Right. You know, it can happen. The succession can happen that way and of course that 
kid, that child, that teen, that young adult, whatever, should have made a better decision. That would be ideal. But the world's not ideal. Right. And things happen. So if your child falls down that slippery slope and gets to a point where they're too far gone, do you just abandon them? Right. And I mean, and it can be easy for some people to like, really, you came in, you stole my jewelry, you stole my watch, you stole money out of my purse. You went into the safe because you had the code. You know, you're you're you're, you're taking our personal belongings. You're selling it for the low, low mm-hmm. just so you can get a hit. Right. You know, I don't want you around. I can understand. And it, listen, I think that. That person always deserves your love, even if it is tough love. You may have to tell that person, no, you cannot come back to our home. Right. You know, you have to go to rehab or you have to take these steps. I will help you, but you must do it to get clean. But from what I understand, once you're an addict of anything, Mm -hmm. like you're a forever addict. Right. You know, you can um, go into remission and you can be clean. You can be sober. For, you know, a period of time. But from what I understand, that drug, that alcohol, that whatever is always calling you. Right. So it seems to be a forever fight. So I think that you need to be a forever supporter of your loved one to see them through. But that's my personality. I I have a very loyal personality. Mm-hmm. And even if it's to my own detriment. But that's not to say that I don't understand where a person might be coming from if they do decide to say, you know what? You're an adult. You know what you're doing. You've had the opportunity. You chose not to take it. Now you're on your own. Let me ask you a question. I agree with you. And I think we stand on the, on the same with that. I want to um switch it up a little bit. Okay. Are we finished talking about that? I think we pretty much both sure. said, what, said what we feel. This is a conversation that we had in the car. And we didn't say we were going to talk about this, but I just want to talk about it. Okay. I just seen it on the news. I was, I was getting a haircut. Uh, talking about the like 40, 50 celebrities that were uh, indicted and arrested for pretty much uh, paying for their kids to get accepted into different schools and different programs. Hmm. Okay. Um, they say, they call it bribery. They, they bribed their way. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get what you say, I'm going to just explain how I feel about this. Because we talked about it earlier on The Breakfast Club. And some people were mad at me. And I don't, you know, I don't, never give a fuck who's mad. But it's just my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. I thought about this, right? And one lady paid $500,000 to get her kid accepted into on the road team and get get her accepted on in some school. You don't know what the school was? I don't remember the school, school was. was. Okay. It was, I think University of California, something in Cali. Okay. Um, and I thought about it and I thought about it hard. Right. And I was like, hmm. and people were mad at me because I said this. I was like, would I pay money for my kids advancement for my kids to get it accepted into school? Would I pay money to guarantee that? And I thought about it and I'm like, hmm, yeah, I would. I absolutely positively would. And people are like, oh my gosh, no, your kids got to deserve it. Your kids got to work for it. They got to do this. They got to do it. And you know what? You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. They should. They should. But the way I look at it, and let's be honest and, and real, I bust my ass every day, work hard, grind, you know, miss events. And why do I do it? Yes, I do it for some personal stuff because I like nice shit. 
But I also do it because of my family. Mm-hmm. I also am trying to create a legacy. So something that they can have and their grandkids could have. Something that in our community, we necessarily are not taught. Okay. Um, you feel as though we're taught to work. work Absolutely. And provide. And other people are usually taught to own and pass down. Okay. So for myself, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, I've been watching Madison for the last couple of months, mm-hmm. right? Busts her ass. She has straight A's. She's, uh, she, you know, does the community stuff. She gives away. She helps. And then I've been looking at her apply for colleges. Okay. And she's been picking the college that, colleges that she wants to look at and see. And what bothers the shit out of me is she's looking at colleges, but she's looking at acceptance rates. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not. Well, a, you have to. I'm, That's I'm, I'm, due diligence. You have to look at acceptance I know, rates. I, you want to know what your chances are. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But to the point where a kid who has straight A's and does everything in, in the community has to look and says, well, this school only accepts 7% of the people that are, that are qualified. And this kid in this school uh, only takes 10%. Of and the kids that apply, not at, that are qualified. The kids that apply, I right. should say. Mm-hmm. So me being a dad, if I get an opportunity to cut, so she can cut that line. I'm not supposed to take that opportunity. <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed. I'm not supposed to. Now, you're using the word supposed. No, you're not supposed I'm not to supposed take to. that opportunity. I'm not supposed to take that opportunity. Just like if, if there's the a word long, supposed. If this like if there's a long line outside in the club mm-hmm. and it's $20 to get in mm-hmm. and the bouncer says, hey, throw me, throw me $50 and I'll get you right in. I'm not supposed to give him that $50 and go right in. Um, That's different. <laughs> Just like, just like, I'm gonna let you answer because I know you got a lot of shit to say. Just like, if you and this happened, a million and one people did this growing up in Queens and in Brooklyn. I'm sure. If you you know if you live in New York City, if you don't live in New York City, where you live depends on what public school you go to. So as a kid growing up, if your aunt or friend lived in a better area. Mm-hmm. You would use their address to get into a better school. To get into a better school. So you would. So they're called zone schools. Correct. So if you picture a square and then you cut that square into fourths and there's four boxes. So if the best school is in zone one or square one and mm-hmm. you live in zone four or square four, a lot of people, if they had a relative or a friend or someone that would be willing to let them use their address so that they could go to school in zone one or box one, that is what they would do. Right. Now, is that unfair? Of course it's unfair because by the law, by the rules, you're supposed to go to school in zone four or box four. Correct. But a lot of people would, as you would say, cut that line make that maneuver to create a better situation from the, for the, for themselves. Correct. So so with that being said, you explain the zone schools. So would I do that for my child? Absolutely. Mhm. Right? Is it fraud? Yes. <laughs> yes. Is is paying somebody to get your child in a in a school fraud? Yes. Mhm. But as a parent, I understand why. I under I understand wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, no, your kids should work for it. Your kids should work for it. Okay, you're right. But sometimes kids work their ass off and they don't get in. And people say, well, that's just life. You're right. But as a parent, if I can change that, I'm going to. 
that's just how I feel. And people, people were mad at me like, no, you don't do that's not right. That's not fair. And I'm saying to myself, life is not fair. Life is not fair. Life is not right. But if I can wiggle and squeeze ahead of somebody, I'm going to try. And if I can squeeze and wiggle my kids ahead of somebody, I'm going to try. You know why? Because our neighbor, he's going to try to squeeze his kid before anybody else's kid. Not necessarily our neighbor, I think. Now, this has to be explained properly so that people can at least understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but I don't believe that your delivery is the best. For me, Mm -hmm. wrong is wrong. Unfair is unfair. But the truth is that if most people Mm -hmm. have the opportunity for advancement and they can manage that opportunity, they will take advantage of that opportunity, Mm -hmm. whether it is right, wrong, fair, or unfair. Correct. But you cannot not acknowledge the fact that it is unfair. What these parents did was wrong. That is clear. Uh-huh. That wrong. is clear. It is. It was wrong and it was unfair. They were paying universities to guarantee the admittance of their children into particular universities or colleges. Mm-hmm. That is unfair because other kids have the same opportunity. The playing field is even. Mm-hmm. When universities get applications, especially if it's a university that, you know, they're not taking into consideration interviews and whatnot. But a lot of them, pretty much, to sum it up, they take into account a kid's grades, their contribution to their community or society, mm-hmm. their extracurricular activities, and their SAT scores. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And when they're looking at applications, everybody is on an even playing field. Mm -hmm. So for someone to pay for their child to have to to be able to bypass that criteria in order to get into the school, common sense tells you that isn't right and it's unfair. But do I care about fairness when it comes to my child? But here's the thing. Do I? Now, here's the thing. The analogy that you used I think is somewhat accurate. You said something to the effect of for most people, most working people, if they have a child and that child is going to college and it was said that if they paid $100 and it would guarantee their child's admittance into the school, that they would pay it. Correct. I believe that. I believe that 100%. And I believe that anyone... Or the majority of people that say, no, I wouldn't pay that $100. I think that, you know, my child has to get in on their own merits. I don't really believe them. Because $100 for something like that would be affordable for most people. Mm -hmm. This woman, you said, she paid $500,000. Right. So for me to look at that, on the surface, I'm thinking, wow, you paid that much money? Immediately it hits you as that's wrong, that's unfair, that's crazy. But depending on who this woman is, she may be a billionaire, for instance. I don't know who she is or what school. Whichever way. She could be a billionaire, 50 millionaire, whatever. To her, 500,000 
may be the equivalent of what $100 is to your average person. Right. I think that most people would pay, if it's within reason and they can afford it, for the advancement of of themselves or a loved one. Is that wrong? It's absolutely wrong because now you are using an unfair advantage and that unfair advantage shouldn't necessarily be upheld. So let's be clear. It's wrong. But I do believe that most people would do it. Yeah, see, this is because when you talk about one hundred dollars versus five hundred thousand, it's relative. It's relative to what is affordable to you. Yeah, but this is my whole thing. I'm tired, tired, tired of people telling me what's wrong and this is wrong and you shouldn't do this because the whole fucking world is wrong. The whole fucking world is wrong. Okay. Like, for instance, right? But do you uphold that because the whole world is wrong? Yes. Or, I, do, you, or do you conform to it? I conform to the world. The, the, wrong, the, the world is wrong. I conform to the world. The world is wrong. I can't change the world. I cannot change the world. So all I can do is get my people in. But that's kind of like people that say that they won't vote because their vote won't make a difference. You know, do you uphold the wrong side, the wrong ways of the world and conform because that's the way that the world works? Or do you do your little part in the world and stand true to what you believe in? No, see, but this That's is, really the question. No, but this is the thing. And excuse my French, fuck all that bullshit. And I'm explaining to you why. I'm explaining to you. Okay. I work for Coca-Cola, company Mm -hmm. Coca-Cola. I'm a CEO and we're hiring somebody. My daughter comes in with an application and then somebody else comes in with an application. The person that comes in with an application has, should be hired over my daughter. Mm -hmm. Who am I going to hire? I mean, through nepotism, of course. I'm going to hire my motherfucking daughter. daughter. And I think most, and I think most people would. That's absolutely positively wrong, right? That's against the law. I could get locked up for it if they prove it. Is it against the law? Absolutely. I don't know if it's technically illegal. I think nepotism is is illegal in the workplace. I believe so. I don't. I I don't know, but for some reason, I don't believe. I think so. If yeah. No, I I don't think because if I privately own a business, I can hire and fire who I want. That's why I said Coca Cola. That's privately owned. If it's my business, I can hire who I want. Well, maybe if it's a company like that, maybe it is different. But I really don't know. But, but go whole, ahead. But it, but the whole thing is, I'm doing what's best for me because everybody in this world is doing what's best for them. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to look out for my kid. I'm supposed to make sure she gets into the best school, whether she busts her ass and study, or I give her a little nudge because everybody out there else is giving her a little nudge. Why do you think a lot of times? I'm not gonna say everybody. Why do you think a lot of people donate hundreds of thousands of dollars to these universities? Because when it's time for their kids to go, they want to be like, oh, that's uh, Solomon Harris's daughter. Oh, yes. okay. well, she is in. Why? She might not be in because her grades are the greatest, but her father donates one hundred thousand dollars a year. So we're going to make sure her ass gets in. That's what happens. That is the truth. And people could act like, no, it doesn't happen. And it's a blind eye. It happens. These people just got caught for it, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't necessarily think they should get in trouble for it. You don't think they should get in trouble? No, the person that took the money should get in trouble for it. And the person that actually admitted them should get in trouble. I think they should get in trouble as well. I mean, that's a matter just, of law and also opinion. So I think that would take the conversation to a completely Because nobody's going to come up to you and say, hey, 
can can you get my daughter in? The, the guy probably, and I don't know, so I'll say allegedly, the guy probably said, hey, if you want your daughter to come into school, you know, you can make a donation to our thing. And they said, sure, fuck yeah, hell yeah. That's where it probably happened or started. But why should I get in trouble for riding out for my daughter? It's hard to believe that they blatantly bribed the universities, you know, and it wasn't in the form of a donation to uh, renovate the library. No, it wasn't or, a form of donation to somebody's personal, though. It wasn't to the university. That's crazy. It was a personal person that, well, that, that, that kind of well, handled that, that admissions. That changes things for the worse even more. Like, that's that's bad. That's not good. They literally were paying people that were putting the money in their pocket. To me, either way, it's wrong. But I think that that's more wrong. That's a little bit more sinister to me. That person's putting the money in their pocket and they're renovating their home and not the colleges or the university's library. Like that's that's bonkers. That's that, that that's bonkers to me. But I'm going to use this example. Mm-hmm. When we were younger, you know, when we were just married, um, I remember scamming was big. Correct. I mean, it still is really big. Mm-hmm. And people would come to us all the time. Mm-hmm. They just got this laptop that fell off the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. They got this plasma TV that, you know, when someone swiped and, you know, they have a plasma TV or, you know, a number of different things, different opportunities would come our way. At the time, we're young, we're ignorant. We weren't spiritual. Mm-hmm. We believed in God, but we weren't necessarily godly people. Correct. At that time, I think that we were a lot more self-serving mm-hmm. as a lot of people are. And I wish they would change. I wish they would maybe hear this and a light bulb go off. We we're very self-serving. And we didn't think about things that deeply. Oh, word? You got a laptop for $400? It's a $1,200 laptop? All right, I'll take it. I'll take two. I'll take two. Right. <laughs> you know? What? I didn't steal anything. This is how people would look. I didn't steal anything. Correct. I didn't swipe anything. Correct. This good opportunity just came my way. I'd be a fool not to take it. Sure. Wrap it up. But if you ask me if I would do that now, not a chance in hell. Correct. Because now I have the wherewithal. Depends how much is on. And I have, no. I'm just joking. I have the wisdom to know that it is wrong. Right. Regardless. I don't care how it benefits me. Is it going to change the world? No. Is it going to stop that person from scamming? No. Is it going to stop somebody else from stealing? No. Because what are they going to do? They're going to find a self-serving person Mm -hmm. that'll say, yeah, wrap it up. So I'm not changing the world by my small decision, but at least I know that I can move forward in life doing the right thing for me and my little world and how it impacts me and the examples that you set for your children and the people around you. Right. That's how I look at it. With that being said, I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I absolutely understand what you're saying, but I think that it should be put this way. It is wrong. Mm -hmm. I understand that it is unfair This is how the world works. The world is nepotism, money, power, um, position, and your ability to lean on people because of um, things that might have been afforded you or things that you've worked for. Right. People have positions in this world. And depending on that, that determines how you move. Right, right, right. And... 
I think people in certain positions will take advantage of ways that can benefit them. The same way that I think that if a person could pay $100 to get their kid into a particular high school Mm -hmm. and know that their kid is in, I think most people would do it. So that's true. And that is the way of the world. And I think most people do move that way. But at the same time, you do have to accept that it's not fair. Right. I mean, I do. It's not fair. I do. And it's not right. I do. I do. I, I know it's not fair and I know it's not right. But sometimes you do things that aren't right in life. I think most people do. I think most people are self-serving mm-hmm. and will do what benefits them. Correct. Especially if it's within their grasp. I think most people that, you know, heard, I didn't hear the breakfast club this morning, mm-hmm. so I didn't hear the back and forth. And that's another thing. Hold on a second. Oh, I'll say I, one thing, one thing. No. Y'all going to stop telling on me. Like, what? if I do something wrong or say something that you don't like, don't go, I'm going to go tell Gia. I'm going to go tell Gia. <laughs> Gia's not my mother. I see mad comments. I'm going to go tell Gia. Gia, get your husband. I'm going to tell yeah. Gia when she gets up. Motherfucker shit. I definitely whatever. woke up to a myriad of comments talking about Gia, get your husband. I bet you don't know what he's talking about on the radio. Talk some sense into him. She can't him. get me. I'm so grown. So on his way home, I texted him um, because he was on a conference call. Usually we talk on his way home. Mm-hmm. He didn't call me today because he was on a conference call. So I texted him like, why am I getting so many comments? What happened on the breakfast club this morning? Mm-hmm. So then when he got off the call, he calls me. And then we had this conversation. Correct. All I'm saying is this. People want to say what's ideal. Correct. They want to say the right thing. We all kind of want to say the right thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm more interested in having real conversations about what people really do and the way that the world really works because everything else is just smoke and mirrors. Correct. And for most people, I'm sure that there are some pure eggs out there that do what's right through and through no matter what. But I think for most people, if it's within their grasp and if it's not illegal, um, I think there are people that probably wouldn't do it Mm -hmm. because it's illegal and they don't want to muddy their hands. But if it's legal and you can spend a couple of dollars and know that you don't have to worry and know that everything's going to work out the way that you want it to work out, I think most people would pay. Right. You know, you use the example... Of the line in the club, at the club. Um, yeah, I think most people, if they had the $50 in their pocket, they'd rather spend that extra 30 as opposed to the people waiting on the line to pay the 20 to get into the club quicker. You're not standing there. Your, sh- your feet don't hurt because of your heels. You're not standing out there in the freezing cold. And you're not standing out there debating whether you're actually going to wind up getting in or n- in the club or not after waiting an hour and a half. Right. You're paying for that security. You're paying to know. You're paying for the convenience. And I think most people, if they had it and they could justify it, they would. Some people might have on, you know, comfy shoes and they don't care. Somebody might have on a really warm coat and they don't care. You know, some people might be out there talking to their friends and they're like, oh, either way, whatever. But for a person whose feet hurt, that's cold and want to get in, yeah, they might pay. Mm-hmm. So that's the way the world works. You pay for convenience. You pay for an advantage. And it doesn't matter if you're in this country or any country across the world. That's how it works because that's human nature. And I mean, it goes into a lot. It's supply and demand. It's it's you pay more for things that are more desirable. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's obvious. I don't think that has to be over explained. Um, but 
in certain situations to say that it's not wrong would be negligent. Okay. So there we have it. All right. Well, do you want to do an email? Yes. I know we just did two things. Um, I have another question for you. Uh, let me just do the email. A little what bit. question about what? I can't remember. I just slipped my mind. Okay. All right. Let me just ask you before you move on to the email. Has What do you think about what I just said? I you agree. said what you think. I, I said what I think, but you didn't really. No, I totally agree. I agree with what you said. I mean, I, I, I do think it's wrong and I don't think it's right. But as a parent. I Some mean, people do wrong things to get what they want. Ex- absolutely. Okay. Okay. You know why? I can't. Listen, I can't be mad at you for saying that. I have to respect it because I know that that's what most people do. That like that's the way of the world. That's what most people do. Um, whether I would do it or not is a different conversation. But I don't judge everyone by my own personal standards. Mm-hmm. I try to be a little bit more understanding um, and figure out what's realistic. Right. Okay. Support for today's show comes from Third Love. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind. The results are perfect fit and premium feel. Now, when I'm time to get Christmas gifts or Valentine's Day gifts or anniversary gifts or even something for my daughter, for instance, her birthday was a couple of months ago and Gia and I went to Third Love and we fitted her and we actually got her some bras. Yeah, it seems weird as a dad saying that, but me and my daughter is very close. I, but anyway, they have a, a, a credibly soft and breathable cotton bras. How dope is that? All right. Now, Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash Crew now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Crew for 15% off today email all right um hey gear and envy please don't use my real name if you talk about this on a podcast i absolutely adore you too and you look f- and look forward to your podcast every week gear your intelligence articulation and eloquence is unbelievable Aww. and your voice legitimately calms me down <laughs> you and envy make me laugh all the time i'd love to get your advice envy i love you so much you're so handsome. If I was single, I would definitely date you. No disrespect, Gia. You are so smart and so bright. That was I just, wish... you just inserted your own ego stroking right there. Get yeah. back to what's really written. Come on. No. <laughs> she didn't say none of that. She just said, yo, Envy, you make me laugh all the time. All right. Uh, she said, I'm 25 years old. I met a guy on a dating app over the summer who made it very clear that he was not looking for a serious relationship. He is 30 years old and is a doctor, so he works a lot. He just wanted friends with benefits situation. I respected that. He was so straightforward with his intentions. From there, we exchanged numbers and have been texting ever since. We've gotten together about five or six times and we had sex every time. However, I get mixed signals from him. For instance, the first time we met, we did dinner and drinks before going back to his apartment. The second time, he took me to a play and then out for dinner before going back to his apartment. Apartment. Typically, friends with benefits don't do that type of stuff. He's extremely mature, kind, intelligent, and funny, insanely good looking. Kind of like Envy. <laughs> she didn't say the Envy part, but anyway. Uh, I feel that he thinks the same of me. 
I cannot lie to myself. I'm falling for this guy. I don't know that it's something I should bring up or, or leave alone. We both live in New Jersey and I will be moving to Chicago in the fall to pursue my graduate degree. For this reason, what we have should be the ultimate perfect situation. No strings attached. Like I said, though, I develop feelings for him. Do I say something? If his feelings are not reciprocal, I do not want to make him feel awkward. It's so easy to be around each other and so much fun. I didn't want to screw that up. I would love to get your perspective on this. Any of your thoughts or advice would deeply be appreciated, even if it does not make it on the podcast. Uh, Keep doing what you do. Your listeners adore you sincerely. Don't say anything and let nature take its course. That's that's your, your thing. Absolutely. He expressed how he felt. People's minds can change due to the circumstance, but it's easy to imagine that if you if you tell him how you feel about him and that you want more than what he initially say said that he wanted, that it can scare him away. But if mm-hmm. things are as great as you say and you, you enjoy everything about him. He's handsome. He's funny. He's witty. He takes you to places that you enjoy going. He you have like good me. conversation. Mm-hmm. Things of that nature. And you feel that he feels the same way about you. His whole perspective and what drove him in the first place can change. Right. And he can develop feelings for you if he hasn't already. But if you jump the gun and mention it, it may ruffle his feathers and scare him away or cause him to start pulling back. Right. So continue, in my opinion, I think that you should continue on and let nature take its course. Go to graduate school, do everything that you intend on doing, see him as often as you choose and see where it goes. But I wouldn't initiate that conversation. And for your own self, wouldn't you want if you felt that he feels the same way, wouldn't you want him to initiate that conversation? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't really want to be the aggressor. I wouldn't want to be the one having to tell a man. And I mean, I'm not saying that this is right. This is just how I feel. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to be the one having to tell a man that I want to take it further and I want to take it to the next step. And I want to have a relationship. I would prefer selfishly if, He felt that way about me and he communicated it to me, especially if he's the one that said by leading with, you know, I only want a friends with benefits relationship. You know, I wouldn't want to be the one to go against the grain. Like, I know what you said, but I'm having these feelings for you and I feel that you feel the same way. I wouldn't want to be the one to do that. I would want that if he changed his mind for it to be on his own accord and for him to approach me with that. So no, I really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything. You've seen him several times. It's not as though he's growing tired of you or he just wants to move on to somebody else as though he was just using you. No, something is growing, whether he admits it or not. And I would just ride that wave. Absolutely. And I agree with you. I wouldn't say shit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I would continue on with my life though. So if you're going back to Chicago and you meet somebody, I would, I would date. Uh, I would be honest with him. And see where it goes from there. I mean, don't mess up your blessing. The man <laughs> the man told you what he wanted. Obviously, he's looking at you more than that because he's taking you to plays and things like that. So see where it ha- see where it goes. I mean, I'm sure he'll change his mind and then you can see from no, there. You're not but, sure. 
I'm sure if he's taking on plays, if he just wanted to jump off, he wouldn't be taking a jump off to a play. No, but you know what it is. You know what it could be. He can genuinely enjoy her company, but still maintain that he wants his freedom. Correct. So he, he may enjoy going to plays and going to nice restaurants and doing the enjoyable things that they do right. together. So if I'm him, I'm thinking I have my cake and eat it too. I have this beautiful girl who has all of these qualities that I really like. Mm -hmm. I can take her out. We have sex. We enjoy that. I see her as often as I can or as much as I can. Uh She's down, but I'm not obliged to do anything. Right. I don't have to do anything. I can see other people if I like. I can put her on ice for a week if I like. I can do what I want because I set it up that way. Correct. So I'm not sure that he'll change his mind. He must feel strongly about it if he's on a dating site and he led with that. Right. He must feel strongly about it. Maybe his profession has him in a situation where he doesn't have that much time. So he doesn't want someone that's demanding of his time. All on his back, right. Maybe he likes to spend time with his friends and he doesn't want someone saying, oh, you put your friends before me. Maybe he doesn't want those... Yeah, you're right. ...nagging situations or he doesn't want to be responsible or beholding to anyone. So I think, for me, it seems like he enjoys his freedom, but he also enjoys the genuine company of a woman as well. You're right. So... I'm not sure that he'll change his mind, but again, I can imagine a situation where he enjoys you so much and he starts to fall for you where he feels as though he doesn't want you to be with anybody else. Right. You know, those feelings of jealousy may kick in. Those feelings of um, possession may kick in. He may want you to be only for him. So, I would allow for something like that, you know, to a point where he may say, you know what? It may be worth the occasional nag. It may be worth someone demanding my time and my attention. Right. Like I'm that into this girl. So that's what I would rely upon if I were in your situation and I really liked him and felt as though I was falling for him. I wouldn't jump the gun. I wouldn't pressure him. No one wants an ultimatum or any type of pressure, especially if they made their intentions clear. Gotcha. So leave that man alone and keep wooing him. Yeah, And keep us updated because I would love to know. Keep yeah. let, let us know. We would definitely love to know. Okay. All right, well, now it's time to get up out of here. Yes, now it's time to get up out of here. All right, guys, we will see you next week. And um, you got to catch another flight. I got to catch another flight. Yeah, I'm off to New Orleans. So you guys have a great weekend and a great week. And don't forget, if you want to email us any questions, thecaseycrew at gmail.com or you can DMS. T-H-E-E. Caseycrew at gmail.com. At gmail.com. All right, so we'll see you guys later. (laughs) I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Toodles. 